0: It's basketball time at the queue. The Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. Not yeah. That is the voice of the legendary Cleveland Cavaliers announcer, Joe Tate. May he rest in utter peace. At the age of 83 yesterday, we have lost a great announcer in Cleveland history, a great icon in Cleveland sports history, Joe Tate. Uh, is My prayers and condolences to his family and welcome back to Around the Wire. It's been a little while. We've had a little bit of a, a down period here, but uh, don't worry, we're not going to be going away anytime soon because we are loaded up this upcoming week. March Madness is right around the court. corner, guys. You two. Hi, you guys. Are you guys excited to fill up more brackets this year? It's been two years since we've had this opportunity
1: sir i can't wait i feel a year older today than i was yesterday
0: <laughs> that's right i need to mention that everybody who is listening right now yesterday was a big 19th birthday for our co-host our pal our financial guru justin so everybody after this episode airs and once you to listen to it send justin a birthday a belated birthday message and uh wish him the best happy 19 19th birthday justin you're the oldest one here you're the first one with gray hair
1: i don't think so i think that's you <laughs> that's true. you are
2: you <laughs> are the most mature out of the three of
1: us yes uh, that may be true <laughs> I, that's probably true
0: yes no uh, but uh hey uh, happy birthday and uh We're going to get into some good stuff today. We're going to be talking a little bit NBA basketball, Cavs, NBA All-Star. We'll get into March Madness. We'll get into some NFL talk. It's been massacre week across the league, Justin. And we are seeing big names left and right getting cut by various teams, especially it seems like the Saints nowadays are just letting go of everybody. And then the uh, the big move today, the Kansas City Chiefs, they didn't just cut their left tackle. They cut the right tackle as well. They have two open spots now in the offensive line. But what are you thinking, Justin, so far in this uh, NFL, all these cuts so far?
1: Well, I got to say with the the Chiefs cutting their two offensive linemen, I mean, those were their best offensive linemen. One was a former number one overall pick. And then Mitchell Schwartz on the right, who's been solid for years. That's that's, um, concerning if I'm Pat Mahomes and if I've been sacked so many times and I was running around, ran 200 yards before throwing passes in the Super Bowl, um, I, I bet the the Tampa defense is just licking their chops, thinking, you know, we could be going against them again next year. But uh, overall, I mean, I have a list here. I was just looking at the rundown of some of the guys that have been cut so far. Uh, Robert Alford from the Cardinals. I mean, he made a a pick in the Super Bowl against Brady a few years ago uh, for the Falcons. Also, the Falcons, James Carpenter, a veteran guard. Um, Mark Ingram, we knew about a long time ago. He's signed with the Texans now. You got John Brown, a speedy receiver from the Bills. Uh, I mean, we the Browns cut Adrian Claiborne. There's plenty of other guys that we can get into, but um, we we knew we knew this was coming. It all depended on how much the cap was going down, and um, the league announced that it was going to be it's I think 15 million less than it was last year. So expect more to be cut because the Saints even after all these moves are still 30 million over the cap. So look for that to continue and look for the chiefs and the Buccaneers are still a couple million over the cap. So someone else is going to be cut too.
0: Oh yeah. But uh, I think that'll be a topic we can get it. We'll get into a little bit more later on, but I want to introduce now our, our poll question of the day that we're going to be starting to uh, consistently implement into our episodes. And today's poll question really is not a It's not really like a sports debate topic. Today's poll question is going to be this to you two. And I think I already kind of know the answer to uh, this question that you guys are going to have for me, but I'm just going to throw it out there anyway. So, you know, March Madness is right around the corner and, you know, we're, we're living in a world where anything can happen at any moment. And unfortunately, uh, this past week here at Bowling Green State University, my, uh, university here, we lost a very, uh, young uh, student uh, to an unfortunate hazing incident uh, this past weekend. And uh, here at Around the Wire, we, uh, as much as we like to, to talk and debate and, and have a good time, we also like to help people when uh, people are, are in need of help. And uh, so today's poll question is, are you two uh, going to be helping me in promoting the official Around the Wire March Madness Challenge for Charity event that's going to be happening throughout the course of next week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm already, you know, out there trying to trying to get people to, you know, trying to promote it to other people and have them jump on board. Uh, you know, March Madness is definitely a popular time, but other than, you know, having March Madness happen at this time with the brackets and stuff. It's, it's way bigger than that. And um, we've seen many donations start to stream in already and they're just donations and not brackets, not filling out a bracket at all, which uh, kudos to anyone that did that. Uh, We do really appreciate it. And I know the family will as well. So, but yeah, I'm on board hundred percent. Us three all agreed a couple of nights ago that this was a really, really good idea and a good way to, you know, both, tie in with sports but also at the same time help a local local need our local cause so
1: yeah i'm with you guys um i always love filling out brackets and i've always um uh, like doing them in, in school and for other causes but you know this one uh is special and we're doing it for a great cause and yeah i'll be i'll be posting it on different social medias trying to get some more donations in there uh, i think we're doing a pretty good job so far and i'm excited to see uh what all we can do
0: Right. And uh, for anybody who does not know what we're really talking about, basically here at Around the Wire, we're starting a uh, charity challenge here involving March Madness. So via a private uh, ESPN tournament group, we are accepting $10 entry fees via Venmo. And if you're interested, you can always DM our account or DM, DM us personally. Uh, your $10 entry fees, what we're going to do with that money is, is that $5 is going to be put towards a winner, winner's pot. Uh, In the top three brackets uh, overall for second and third, we'll be receiving a uh, prize amount of money. And then the other $5 is going to be put into a donation that we're going to be sending to the family of the student uh, who unfortunately passed. So it's going to be a great cause, uh, a little something we can do to help somebody out, and uh, we hope you uh, contribute however much you can. Of course, you know, like Chad said, we're uh, there's been some plenty of people here who are just giving us donations. They're not even going to be filling out a bracket and they just want to help the cause. So if you don't, don't feel obligated to fill out a bracket. Just if you feel like donating, we really appreciate it. whether it's one cent or a hundred dollars, whatever you want to say. I'm just kidding. But um you know, whatever you want to contribute, if you want to contribute, we greatly appreciate it. So uh, yeah, please reach out to us anytime uh, from now. We are going to be accepting payments from Sunday night. Uh, what's Sunday air? The 14th, all the way up till Thursday morning of the 18th. That's the gap of time that we have from the release of the brackets till the start of the tournament. And uh, we hope we uh, see many more people come in and with donations and helping a great family. So uh, yeah that's pretty much it. Uh, Please donate and you can visit Around the Wire's Twitter page for more information. So with that, that was a mouthful and uh, of course it was a fantastic message, but uh, let's get into some things now and uh, we're going to hit the the hardwood first since we introduced Joe Tate and his unfortunate passing, uh, his impact on Cleveland and Cleveland Cavalier basketball, but speaking of the Cavs, Chad, I've heard some reports that we could be seeing some players on the move. We've already had our discussions about Andre Drummond. Uh, Kevin Love seems like his name's always floating around the trade uh, trade rumor, uh, the mill and whatever. But now I'm hearing uh, Larry Nance Jr. is receiving some interest. I'm seeing Shetty Osman may be on the move. JaVale McGee could be on the move. What, do you, what are you thinking about all these moves? Do you think some of these guys could be traded, Chad, by the deadline?
2: I mean, at this point, I think they're going to act like, you know, any other franchise in the league. And in if there's a deal out there that, seems enticing enough to a way where they believe, you know, they can benefit from it. They'll take, they'll, they'll, they'll do the deal. Um, I don't see any guys really as a serious threat to move other than Drummond. Um, I feel like, you know, as there is interest in Kevin Love, I don't know if he can substantially help someone on the court or help a team on the court right now, given, um, his limited playing time on the court. I mean, he played the third game. His last game he played was a third game of this year. um, which is, you know, it's a big chance to give or, or to, to, to take on a guy like that. Uh, for both guys, Drummond or Love, I don't see much um, that we are getting in return. Actually, I, I really do believe that the only way we'll get rid of Drummond is if we do buy him out, which is highly likely, um, given the fact making money work and such in the NBA is going to be tough. But, you know, back to your point, I've seen the Nance rumors. I've seen the love rumors, of course, Drummond for the past two to three months. Osmond's one new to me. Um, I know this early in the season, Cavs fans around the globe were saying trade Osmond. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll dive into it once it happens. The only guy I'm, I'm pretty much or I'm, I'm as certain on compared to others is Drummond being moved.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of a trade uh, that happened recently that's not related to the Cavs, but uh, we saw recently Detroit, the the Pistons bought out Blake Griffin, allowed him to become an unrestricted free agent. And next thing you know, Blake Griffin's already joining the star-studded team of Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. So now, to either of you, I'm going to propose this question. Are the Brooklyn Nets your championship favorites right now? Buying or selling that?
1: Go ahead, Justin. Um, on paper, if I'm looking at a roster, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Nets and saying, you know, this is the most likely – it is most likely the team that's going to win the finals. But you got to remember on the other side of the United States, there's a guy named LeBron James on the Lakers who have been struggling as of late. Um, and I, I heard something today about them maybe trying to move off of Marcus Saul and uh, he hasn't been – he hasn't worked out the way they wanted him to. But I do believe they will get things back together, and it will be quite a battle in the playoffs. I believe that's what everyone wants to see: is the Lakers and Nets in the finals. But um, I don't know. I, I I would still say the Lakers are my favorites. Maybe I'm just biased, but yeah.
0: You know. How can you forget about the, the Utah Jazz? I mean, they're the top seed overall in the Western Conference, twenty-seven to nine, I believe. Am I correct by saying that, Chad?
2: Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, they are they're number one yeah. seed playing the best basketball right now.
2: Yeah, them. Um, you have them and the Suns up in the top three along with the Lakers, and then teams on the on the latter half of the Western Conference that I do believe will start to turn it turn it up. Um, in the second half of the season, Nuggets, Trailblazers wants to get healthy, and um, even the Grizzlies Clippers. is is another team. Clippers as well. Um, so this second half of the season. Given the fact of how jam packed it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. I see more change in standings though on the eastern side, and this is where I'm going to get into my point about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, right now, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets look unstoppable. I mean, given the fact that I'm, I believe they're seven and one in their last eight um, going into the All Star break. Everyone's it's clicking on all cylinders. James Harden's playing like an MVP type candidate without uh, the with the absence of Kevin Durant. And that's the funny part. is, mean, I mean they they don't have Kevin Durant right now, and they're still dominating. Uh, bringing a guy in like Blake Griffin, I look at it as there's no harm or no foul whatsoever. Uh, minimum contract, you get a guy that brings playmaking to the team, and just another extra extra uh, you know role player. I don't believe he's going to start, however, and I, that will be this. I think that'll be his first time ever, maybe in his career that he doesn't that he's not a starter in the NBA, which is insane. Um, I'm looking at the Nets, and as they're clear favorites right now, I don't know if I'm – it's going to sound weird because I don't know if I'm fully sold, especially on the second half of the season coming up. We know Philly um, is active in trade rumors right now for Kyle Lowry, which if that gets done, um, they'll be a scary team. And then, of course, you know, you can't count out who had a slow start this past year, but you can't count out the team that made the finals last year in the Miami Heat. Um, they went on a tear. To, to end the All-Star break. And then, of course, Boston will pick it up, I assume. So there's going to be teams in the mix. Right now, the Nets are the leaders, but I would not be surprised if they don't make the finals this year.
0: Well, bold take right there. I uh, can't forget about you know Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe the Boston Celtics pick it up here in the second half of the season, make a strong postseason run. Maybe our Cavs get in as an eighth seed and make some noise. In the, uh, NBA even, in the even
2: I mean, even the Bulls and the Knicks. Two I'm teams that you. Chicago,
0: how about those New York Knicks, huh? They they're a surprising little team out there. In the two Big teams Apple.
2: that you did not expect to be in the playoff picture at all are actually both in the playoff picture. Um, how last about time the, I first, checked.
0: A potential first round matchup of Nets and Knicks. That would be. <laughs> they play Monday.
2: Battle of the you get, a, get a playoff preview on Monday. They play Monday. So.
0: Julius Randle versus everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know how confident you'd be in Julius Randle against four other. Premier All Stars, but uh, or at least three. Blake Griffin's kind of his career's kind of quieted down, but uh, he's still a productive player. He just got Isn't uh, dunked in four years. <laughs> well, he's also played for a dumpster named the Detroit Pistons. So, um,
2: yeah, man, his knees are shot. But if 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 Blake Griffin can come out on the court for the Brooklyn Nets and put up a solid 15 and 20 minutes per game, and just just play ball for him, and just, that's it, not try to do too much or anything, they will. They'll highly benefit from, from this pickup. And like I said, it's it's low risk, high reward type of stuff.
0: And think about it, he's with his former teammate, DeAndre Jordan now. You know, got a little bit of that chemistry going on there in Brooklyn and uh, you know, they, they still got Joey Buckets off the bench, Joe Harris and uh and then a bunch of scraps, because I don't know who the hell is on their bench after Joe Harris, but uh, you know, maybe Timothy Luawu. Uh, maybe steps up and becomes a, a big time player. I don't know.
1: Aren't they in the Drummond talks? If he gets bought out, I
0: did hear they were. But I heard the Lakers might be interested in Drummond now.
1: I think the team that should pursue them the hardest
2: is Boston, in my opinion. Um, like I said before, I know Boston is like that kind of team that likes to play pr- is a perimeter centric type team. But man, they are dying for that center. Uh, given the fact that Kemba isn't Kemba this year, and they have no production out of Tice or Thompson, uh, they have. Subpar production, I should say. But
0: the only production I was looking. Brown.
2: Yeah, I was looking actually this past week when Blake Griffin got bought out, and it had me thinking. Blake Griffin, I think, is the biggest name to be bought out in NBA history. Which I understand there's not been a, there's it's a small sample size, and given the fact that this whole buying out process is is kind of new. However, looking at the names, I mean. Last year, it was Marquise Morris. Uh, Dion Waiters got bought out. Both of those guys got bought out. And then, if you look at years past, I mean, not a lot of guys got bought out at that time. Um, so yeah, Blake Griffin's probably the biggest name. And about if we if we took the year if took the league back ten years ago, if Drummond, Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, and Blake Griffin were in trade talks or in trade rumors right now, these would be nothing but headlines, given the fact that these guys were insane player or really, really good players last or 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago. And now, you know, they're at the tone of the career. So, or some of them are
0: 10 years ago, Blake Griffin was jumping over Kia's Andre Drummond was putting up 20 and 20 every night. And Kevin Love was that's fat, putting, <laughs> fat and, but he was at dropping 30 a night in Minnesota. So uh, right. yeah, that's cool. The, uh, speaking of Minnesota got beat by Ohio state today in the opening or sorry, quarterfinal. final.
2: Wait. Second, second round. Second, second round.
0: I don't know what it is, but they got the Ohio State today. Ohio State almost choked that one away. Jeez. Come on, Buckeyes. You got to rebound and make free throws at the end of the game. Come on. Chris Holman, Get on it. But uh, they have Purdue Purdue tomorrow, a team that's beaten them twice this year. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, but we'll see. Kentucky unfortunately. That was a good game, by the way. I heard Kentucky was a great game, but a tough finish for the Wildcats. Uh, Mississippi State, you said, right, Jeb?
2: Yeah. I'm uh very, I'm not very, to, very. I'm not
0: trying to reopen old wounds. I'm not. I'm just it was a good game. It was a one point game. No, know. it was.
2: They they fought. They fought that game, and uh, and there was nothing really to be ashamed of, given the fact that there wasn't really high expectations for them. Um, you know, making it to the conference tournament. However, I'm very excited for them next year, given the fact that they're gonna get their whole crew back, minus, I believe two. So, um, it would be it would be promising next year for sure.
0: Uh, I just got word, by the way, Akron has defeated Bowling Green in the MAC tournament 74 to 67. Send him home. Uh, (laughs) Better than Duke this year. Uh, (laughs) A lot of teams are better than Duke this year. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I can't wait for March Madness, guys. I I mean, we're three days away from Selection Sunday. Oh, I cannot wait. Speaking of Selection Sunday, we are going to have an episode. Uh, on Wild Selection Sunday is going on, by the way, with a very special guest. But we're not going to be talking basketball, really, with this guest. We're going to be talking a little baseball with this guest. That's a hint for our special guest on Sunday. But um, now, Justin, I wanted to ask you a question. I heard you had pre- prepared a little buy or sell talk here today. Are you? Do you want to keep it within uh, one specific sport? Like, are we, are we? Once you get into NFL talk, are we talking buy or sell, or what do you want to? Do you want to lead us into that?
1: Well, we got two football, two NFL specifically, and then a college basketball one. So Ooh, whichever well, one, know, which one
0: do you want to go first? Well, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll wrap up the basketball talk with some college, a ba- little bit of college basketball talk, and we'll get that question in there. Hopefully Chad's doing okay. His camera's turned off. Maybe he's just, you know, taking a dump again. Wipe twice. Maybe Make he's sure it's maybe a little
1: shy, you know.
0: Maybe he's There's, a little shy. Zoom I mean, you look at the new new camera that Chad's rocking right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I should be the one who should be jealous. I don't know if he should be the one with his camera off. I should have my camera off. My camera looks like a dud compared to his, but, uh, speaking of basketball, all the way, uh, Justin, Alex angle, props to you, buddy. You almost ended your, your career almost got ended by Chris Livingston, but, uh, buddy, you went up there, you gave it everything and he missed the dunk. So, you know what? You did your job. You played defense. Well, uh, props to you, Alex angle. If you are listening to this episode, um, also uh, shout out by the way. And, um, to uh, who, who was I trying to mention here earlier um a shout out to Baker Mayfield I know we're not we're keeping a basketball shout out to Baker Mayfield he discovered that we have aliens living outside of earth uh way to go Baker um I wonder if that's true or not that'd be creepy if he saw aliens our starting quarterback but Colin coward doesn't want starting quarterbacks looking at aliens you know because Colin coward knows everything about Everything. Oh, whoa, Chad's gone. We'll be, He'll be back in a moment. Justin, it's you and I right now. Um, yeah, Baker Mayfield found a UFO um, or saw a UFO, maybe. I don't know what he was, but uh, I mean, are you concerned, Justin, that our quarterback's interacting with aliens?
1: No, I think he's just confirming uh, some of our thoughts. Sometimes I think we all think there's life beyond Earth in some way or another, but uh, it's almost comical how the night he came out and said that we were like, you know, Colin Coward's going to have something to say about this, you know, and then the next day it comes out. I don't want my franchise quarterback talking yeah. about aliens. Meanwhile, I mean, Tom Brady.
0: I mean, literally Chris McNeil made like a a, a, a joking tweet that about what Colin Coward would say. And then literally Colin the next day said the same thing as McNeil, by the way, shout out Chris McNeil, friend of the show. Um Um, so, uh, now that Chad's back, hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, you know, I mean, we're living in a, in a very, you know, stressful world right now. So Chad, I hope you're doing okay. But, um, one more thing, Justin basketball, and then we'll hit our buyer's sell for you. Uh, the, the situation with Myers Leonard, now you got a great insight through a personal conversation you have with an individual, um, but Myers Leonard, the whole situation, him and his anti-Semitic tweet on, or excuse me, anti-Semitic, uh, comment on Twitch, Um, What were your thoughts on that whole situation there, Justin?
1: Well, um, I would say um, the other day, uh, yesterday, actually, I talked to, uh, for my religion class, a rabbi, a local rabbi in Akron, uh, works at a synagogue, and I asked him about his reaction to the comment being that he is Jewish. Um, And he basically said, um, there's two types of anti-Semitic statements or comments. And there's ones that people knowingly make um, knowing it can be hurtful um, and th- they're meaning that or the situation with Myers Leonard where he said it out of ignorance and uh, he instantly regretted it and he apologized and he said it's unfortunate that he was released from his team, but um, we all make mistakes and he was willing to forgive him. He felt his apology was sincere, but he said basically – uh, if we want to confront issues like these, we just need to go around and meet more people of different categories than us and learn to treat them the same.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, uh, you know, Myers he, Leonard, you know, he's received some criticism in the past because he stood for the national anthem while the NBA was in the bubble, uh, had his hand on his heart. And, uh, you know, no matter how you feel about the whole issue about the national anthem, I think everybody has the right to do what they feel is necessary and right to them when it comes to respecting the national anthem and the flag if you want to take a knee for a cause you have the right to if you, you also have the right to stand with your hand over your heart and uh you know with this co- this comment you know obviously uh it was a mistake on myers part um and it's a shame that this happened to him but uh you know it's just it, it's not right you know and so then miami heat and the nba took action and uh chad you're back with us hopefully you're doing okay there i got worried for a second i was starting to sweat over here uh your your thoughts on the whole the, yeah yeah the whole, <laughs> the thoughts on the uh myers leonard situation Ch- uh justin talked about his conversation with the local rabbi uh what were your thoughts on the situation
2: Which justin i wish i was there man because i felt like that was great insight like your text us didn't give us that full you know that full feel of like talking to I mean, the whole person. Jews. Yeah, correct um but we discussed this a couple days ago and i said it was unfortunate but also at the same time very inappropriate at the same time at, at the same time um you know given his status as an nba player you hold a lot of responsibility and you're accountable for a lot of things that you say whether it be through twitch uh streaming or any type of other social media platforms i see his mistake as an honest one, given the fact that, you know, he's a uh, many, many people um around in the community do not know what that term, derogatory term meant in the first place or who it was directed to. So it's unfortunate in the way where, you know, he has to take a leave from the team and he gets all this backlash from it because of the status that he's that he's on or the platform of the pedestal that he's on. But at the same time, um You know, those things aren't necessary, especially with with what we're going through right now in America with the Black Lives Matter movements and everything that's going on still. And now trying to fight Asian-American hate, Um, you know, this this stuff needs to come to an end, given the fact mistake or not. I think us have us Americans have to unite as one. Um, But, you know, like I said, not trying to make a joke out of this. However, we've many, many people have heard way worse way way worse um in call of duty game chats than what miles that
0: is that is a true statement as someone who has been in a call of duty chat that is completely true um so yeah but i agree chad you know it's not right but also uh you know i mean we got to fix some some of these kinds of things so uh, so now, Justin, I, I know you're itching to, to ask us that buy or sell question. So, Justin, I'm passing it on you. What is your buy or sell question? We're hitting college basketball since it's March Madness season. Justin, what's the buy or sell question of the day, at least okay. for, at least for basketball?
1: Yeah. So the first one, sticking with college basketball, it is, are you guys buying or selling Ohio State making the final four in the tournament?
0: Uh, well, I hope Chad's there, but uh, I'll go first since he's not. Um, based on the the way they're playing right now, I'm going to say no. I, in my opinion, I'm, I don't want to spoil my bracket. I'm not going to tell you where I think they, they'll go out. But in my opinion, I do not think they're a Final Four team. I think they're too inconsistent right now. They have their moments where they're really, really good. And they have their moments where they're really, really iso-centric. And, excuse me, and... um I'm worried that a team's going to knock us off earlier than the final four. So I'm going to say no. Chad, how about yeah. you, buddy?
2: Yeah, I'm with him. Uh, it's But I don't want to give a full input on this because actually, to be completely honest, today was the first game I've watched of Ohio State's basketball season. Um, I did watch the game against Minnesota, however, and I agree with Steve completely about the inconsistency. Um, teams like this – as, as we know, the March Madness tournament this year will be inconsistent given the team's upsets and whatnot. Um, you know, a team itself has to be consistent to make it to the Final Four, and they have to consistently play what good games. I mean, it's one or done in the March Madness tournament. You play one bad game, you don't get in a redo. So they're, they're a hell of a team. I'll give them credit for that. Final Four material, I think we should uh, push the brakes on that one a little bit.
0: And it's a shame too, because I, I, if you would ask me that question one month ago, I would have said yes. But you know, they're starting to cool off. So, uh, do you have another one? Another one question? Or, excuse me. Do you have another question for us, Justin?
1: Yeah, I got two more from the NFL. Is that? That's
0: well, then let's transition. To to. Let's transition to the NFL. Let's no basketball talk for a while. I don't want to, you know, draw, you know, drown out the noise about the NFL because it's been massacre week. We already talked about it in a little bit at the beginning. Um, but one of the big moves, was Chad's one of Chad's favorite players. Dak Prescott finally got paid his big contract four years, $160 million. One of the most expensive contracts in the NFL. I think it's only second to, he's the second highest paid quarterback only to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's a big risk and a big investment for a team, uh, like the Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott Prescott coming off that unfortunate, um, Leg injury and uh it's gonna be very interesting, a lot of pressure now on Dak. Uh but your initial thoughts, Justin, on the whole Dak Prescott uh, signing.
1: Well, that just concerned me as a Browns fan because if Dak Prescott, who I mean, he's a good quarterback, he's you know, around average, can be above average. He played well in his the first games last year before he got injured. Um, if that's what he's getting. I'm worried about is Baker going to be making more than that a year? Is Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, are they going to be – that's definitely going to be what they're asking for initially, right? If you see the market going up, uh, your agent's going to be pitching $40 million plus a year. But um, I don't know. I think this – it solves the issue of immediately who's their quarterback. It's, it's going to be Dak Prescott now. But I think it ties the hands of the Cowboys as far as fixing that defense, which was woeful last year. Um, I mean they have great weapons on offense Zeke and the receivers uh, they need a tight end and they need their O linemen to get back healthy but I'm more concerned about um, them not being able to fill out the defense they need some corners they need some linebackers Um, the D line's okay but I'm kind of concerned about them and also when we do get to it my buy or sell question one of them is about the Cowboys
0: Uh, Chad your your guy Dak Prescott uh, what were your thoughts on all this
1: uh,
2: initial thoughts, you know, I'm always happy when a guy gets their bag, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's nothing, nothing but exciting news for Dak Prescott in a way where, you know, after that gruesome leg injury we saw and his team, you know, clearly suffering ever since he was down and watching that as your, as a franchise quarterback or as a, as a star quarterback, that hurts. Um, watching your team struggle without you being able to do anything about it. Um, was it the right move? You know, I think it's too, too, too early to tell, given the fact that it's early in the off season and I understand the Cowboys with throwing that money to deck will limit their restrictions with, or will, will restrict them from signing anyone with positional needs. However, player development such is, is a thing. Um, you know, looking at whatever their schedule is going to be next year. And given the fact that we don't know if, what Dak Prescott's you know abilities are going to be next year um everything is a question mark especially in the offseason the one point I do agree with is Justin's is yeah it does it it does worry me a bit um with with these quarterbacks now and I, I I think soon we're going to see more quarterbacks following this this trend of getting paid a crazy amount of money and it does worry me with Baker given the fact that you ask any other you ask any Twitter Twitter I'm going to I'm going to emphasize Twitter at NFL fan and they say Baker is better than Dak Prescott. So, I mean, if that's true, Baker's getting more money. So,
0: yeah. Um, You know, uh, Dak Prescott, I've had my criticisms of him in the past. Um, I don't, I'm still not completely sold that he is a guy who can win games in the clutch. He's a guy that can put up a lot of numbers when the team's down bad and, and teams are going to be playing pass in a lot of heavy zones. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's a good quarterback. I'm not trying to hate on the guy. But um, I, I just – to make him the second-highest paid quarterback, I mean, that's a big-time investment. So you're really banking on him, uh, you know, coming back strong and, and being even better than he was before. Is he going to be as mobile as he once was? You know, is he going to uh, – is he have the same confidence? You know, I mean, you know, you think about it. I, at least for the normal person, after you suffer an injury like that, I don't think you ever come back with that same swagger in the pocket like you once did when you're moving around and trying to avoid all these defenders coming at you. So um, it'll be real interesting. But uh, one thing about Jerry Jones, you uh, can never doubt how much money that man has, and he definitely uh, dished out a healthy, a healthy sum on. I don't know, you know, a healthy salmon Dak Prescott. You know, that was my terrible Jerry Jones impression for you. Uh, but speaking of a quarterback who tried to help out his team financially, Justin, this, I think I celebrated a little bit when I heard this news, Ben Roethlisberger's coming back for another season with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he did restructure his contract trying to open up some uh, salary cap space for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Justin, are you, are you happy Ben's coming back? Or are you concerned that a, a hall of fame quarterback is back for another season?
1: No, I'm very excited that Ben Roethlisberger is coming back to the Pittsburgh Steelers for one more year. And uh I know he did restructure his contract a little bit, but I am still convinced they're going to lose. I mean, they've already lost some to, due to uh, retirement and such, but there's going to be guys walking in free agency, and they're not going to be as good as they were this past year, I believe. I know uh, today there is a video of Juju Smith-Schuster playing Fortnite as a Miami Dolphin at skin on Fortnite. Ooh. So that's a little interesting. But uh, anyway, I don't, I don't think Ben is – half the quarterback he used to be, if I'm being quite honest. Um, I mean, I know he's a hall of famer and everything, but his arm looks shot, uh, quite frankly. And, um, uh, I will be happy to play him twice this next year. I think they have a lot of positional needs other, um, other than the quarterback
0: as well. Right. I mean, you think about it, uh, they're probably going to lose Bud Dupree in the offseason. Uh, Mike Hilton's probably on his way out. Uh, that Marquise Pouncey retired. Um, so, you know, they need help at running back. Even though I'm concerned they might draft Najee Harris, that'll be a problem uh, if he goes to Pittsburgh. But... um
1: the Dolphins get him first.
0: Yeah, that's true. Imagine that Miami offense with uh, Najee Harris in the backfield. Woo! They might get Aaron Jones, though. Aaron Jones... I did hear that. ...who was released or not re-signed by the Packers. He might be heading his way down to South Beach to play with the Dolphins. Um, but we'll get into that later on as well. Uh, and then unless you want to mention Russell Wilson again, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's still bitching and moaning. He hates his, co- his uh, head coach. Apparently now, uh, he's pissed at his offensive line. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit of an awkward situation. That's yet a locker room. Um, but that's kind of old news. I think it's kind of, we're just repeating ourselves. You listen to all these different kinds of shows and it says Russell Wilson, this Russell Wilson, that. And so if he leaves, that'll be big time news. If he stays, we're just back to where we were. So yeah, um, with that, Justin, I'm going to pass it to you, buddy. You got a couple more buy or sell questions, uh, NFL related. So uh, let, let, let's uh, let's hear them, bud.
1: Okay. So the first one, we just talked about this a little bit with the Dak Prescott situation, but are you guys uh, with the the Washington Football Team being a decent team last year? They made the playoffs. With the Giants still, I mean, they released uh, Zeitler the other day, and they're some pieces away, I believe. But and with the Eagles. Um, Making Jalen Hurts their number one quarterback. Do you believe? Are you buying or selling that Cowboys making the playoffs next
0: year? I'll let Chad go first on this one.
1: Man, I
2: hate. I mean, I guess this is the fun of it all because you can go back and say, "Oh man, you were de- you were, you were really really wrong." But I hate giving these predictions out, saying, acting like I like like we know what's going to happen. This is a
1: judgment free zone,
2: Chad. I understand True. that,
1: but is it really? <laughs> Unless we're talking about the Suns
2: being a scary team, <laughs> but anyway, hey. But um, anyway, back to the, back to the thing. You know that that division as a whole, going in every single NFL season, anyone in that division has a chance to make the playoffs. True. Um, I'm very high on Jalen Hurts as I was last last season. He was actually uh, my pick for offensive rookie of the year if he actually got a start. Um, however, you know that did not happen. I I still think the Eagles have, have a slight edge um, over both Washington and Phil or Washington and Dallas. uh, Given the fact that I think they have, in my opinion, a a more momentum, but more momentum in the way of the front office with no Doug, with Doug Peterson out Um, a new guy under center with Jalen hurts, a young guy. Um, Of course, in my opinion, I mean Washington's got the most football momentum, uh, given the fact that they, you know, were, you know, on on a ta- a little bit of a tear at least by the end of the season. However, I think Philly's got the right pieces around Jalen Hurts to to make something happen in in that division. So my pick is no
1: for the Cowboys and uh, yes for Philly. Yeah, I'm with you on on the Philly thing, especially since they got rid of Big Fat Stooge Doug Peterson. So anyway, Steve, go ahead.
0: I'm going to have to uh, disagree with that statement. I'm not big into the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at them, they're financially strapped right now. Uh, Unproven head coach, in my opinion, really an unproven quarterback. Um, They have an average running game, in my opinion. Their offensive line stinks. Their wide receivers stink. Uh, They're about to lose Zach Ertz, their best tight end. Um, Their defense is but average that they're they're a below average football team in my opinion if i had to pick a team uh, now i mean that that division's terrible my god i I, i'd have a better answer after free agency um but i'm still rocking with washington you know until somebody knocks them off their grand pedestal of seven and nine i am I'm not sold yet on the Cowboys because I got to see if they can improve their defense at all. Because if they don't, then it's just a repeat of last year's season, in my opinion. Maybe a few more wins because Dak's there. But, okay, they're competing at 7-9. and It's a tiebreaker scenario. Uh, But I look at Washington right now. They're the most stable franchise out of the four. I'm looking – uh, Taylor Heineke, my man right there. He's going to have a big time season next year. Oh, they have a, a good young D de- hold on. Let me finish good young defense. Terry McLaurin is the number one receiver. Look for them to add another receiver in the free agency period. They have a decent running back. They have a good offensive line. I look at the Washington football team as the most, as the, the most solid football team, a good football coach. I like Washington to win that division. So I'm not selling the Cowboys winning the NFCs
2: I'm
0: not buying the Cowboys.
2: I have a question for you then. Taylor Heineke gave Tom Brady a run for his money, no doubt. I'm no, not denying he, that. He
0: didn't just give him a run for his money; he gave him a marathon for his money.
2: All right, I'm not denying that. However, do you believe going into the next year that Taylor Heineke is better than Jalen Hurts?
0: I didn't say that.
2: No, 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 no. Ju- I'm just asking the question.
0: I, I look. I, I, both quarterbacks are relatively unproven. Okay, especially Heineke. He's only played one. He's only started one game. I'm looking at the teams around them, and I think Washington can set up Heidekey for better success than the Eagles can okay. for Jalen Hurts. That's my opinion. Yeah that,
2: that that was just what I'm that's that's why I wanted to get to, because you know as we look at the NFL team as a whole, or as a as a team as a whole, we look at okay, well who's the quarterback that's leading this team to a you know a better record? I, I understand what you're saying with with the pieces around him, uh you know that defense is 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 good, and that's you know four. you have and you have that off, offense offense and those wideouts wideouts on the side, but you know I, know, I just want to get your opinion. I'm, 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 I'm sticking with my man Hurts.
0: I will say this, because Heineke's on a cheap contract, I do think Washington will either maybe sign a good veteran, maybe a Cam Newton, Ron Rivera connection. Uh, Please no. I, or maybe they even draft a quarterback. You never know with them, but uh, yeah, I think Heineke's going to be the week one starter, and I think they'll be better in Philly, and I think they're going to win the division again. Back-to-back chance, WFT,
2: <laughs> unless right. they change their name
0: that's true huh? will <laughs>
1: next year i believe not i mean maybe not they, next maybe year, they can do out. what
0: michigan state did and become the wft uh whatever new nickname presented by rocket mortgage i mean that, that is the most ridiculous news i've ever heard in my life but uh i'll let it go let's go back to justin his second buyer sell question
1: Well, before I get into that, I just want to note that all three of us just agreed that the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL will not make the playoffs next year. So uh, we'll see if that happens or not. But that could be an indictment itself on that decision to make him. uh, Now, however, if you Google
2: or if you look up any quarterback making over $30 million in the NFL, um, you see guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. You see guys like Ben Roethlisberger. You see, guys, now like Dak Prescott, uh, guys that you know are are good good quarterbacks. But I mean, are they going to get you anywhere, right? You have very slim pickings with the elite quarterbacks that get paid over thirty. Um, so it's a, it's a trend, and that's the trend. I am. I'm not. I. I don't. I don't want to be superstitious or anything. But that's a trend. I'm scared that Baker's going to fall into once
1: it comes time. Well, I guess, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a problem for another day.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, all right. My favorite of the three by ourselves um, because it involves the Browns. So I am asking, are you guys buying or selling that the Browns will sign one of the following? Shaq Barrett, Trey Hendrickson, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson, or Bud Dupree. Will they sign
0: any of those guys? I'm going to say... No to those guys because, in my opinion, the Browns are going to sign Von Miller. Bold take. I know it's okay. a bold take, but I—he's I not. I don't think he's going back to Denver, and I think he'd be a great fit with Miles Garrett coming off the edge. I'd love it too. I love Von Miller here in Cleveland.
2: Oh, who wouldn't? You know, the guy's a beast. Um, I'm looking at those guys. Me not following a lot of like this free agency talk. However, I feel like. She- Striking out on J.J. Watt puts a bigger importance on, on, of course, what I stress all the time is the secondary for next year. However, I think the Browns, in the Browns' head, they're trying to find another that another pass rusher that can go alongside Miles Garrett to, to get to the quarterback. Like you guys have been saying, I mean, you know, if you can get to the quarterback in a certain amount of time, don't no matter who your secondary is, because they're not going to get the ball to the wide receivers. So I will say I'll I'll buy into that you know, you, I, I have a pretty good shot. You know, how many guys did you
1: name? Like six or seven.
2: I have a pretty good shot. And out of seven guys, maybe they signed one of them. Um, however, I think the biggest one because of striking out JJ, Watt, I think they're, they, they have some more money to spend. And if they choose not to resign the guys that we mentioned in the previous episode or the two, two episodes ago, when Justin went over the solid cap issues, I believe, you know, they'll, they'll put their focus on one of those, one of those positions.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't complain if the Browns signed any of those guys. I'd be a little hesitant on Trey Hendrickson. I don't know why. I just feel like I hope I'm wrong, but I hope he's not one of these one-hit wonders. Um, I like. I would not complain though if we got Carl Lawson, uh, Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree. I mean, that'd be great. Um, but I'd absolutely love Von Miller and Miles Garrett. That duo. I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be so.
2: that would be insane. That would be like a a better. I would say a better version of like. The Miller, Demarcus Ware.
0: Oh yeah,
2: tandem. Of course, of course. You Effort's know, better. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Miles at now is better than Demarcus Ware, and he was 37, 38 years old, or whatever how old right. he was. But um, that would and, be like and, uh,
1: Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck type. Oh. I mean, oh, yeah. Von Miller still, Von Miller
2: still got stuff in the tank too. You know, don't a, count him out. He was hurt
0: last year, so he's had a whole year to get himself healthy and ready to go. I bet he has some juice ready to go for this next season, and I oh, want God. to see that juice squeezed on the Browns' defense. So, <laughs> all right uh, then. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too weird of a.
2: Steve, uh, man, you uh, gotta watch what you say, bro. I
0: know, I gotta filter myself once in a while. Um, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Justin, you have any more buy or sell questions? <laughs> No, I'm good. I just think um, I agree with Chad on buying on one of those guys or Yvonne Miller maybe. I just think with with the cap space that we do have and with the um, release of Adrian Claiborne that we will have uh, all the money we need to get somebody to to be on the other side of Miles Garrett.
2: Something that I wanted to open your heads on and implant into your brain is this. Uh, It's kind of old news but we haven't recorded in a while. McCaff- Chris McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson for the Carolina Panthers both restructured their contracts to free up some cap space for the good old Carolina Panthers. I know Panthers. what you're going to say. Do we
0: believe
2: big old Deshaun Watson will be traveling to Carolina to get a resurgence of the Panthers in the NFC? Well,
0: not only do I think the possibility is Deshaun Watson, but damn it, what about Russell Wilson? Cam
2: Newton. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh man, I love Cam Noon back in Carolina.
0: But uh oh, do oh, you man. have a jersey
1: swap of them ready. <laughs>
0: uh, K- Carolina is either doing that to try and make a big push for one of these star quarterbacks, or they're doing it to try and bring in a buttload of valuable on the cheaper end now because of the whole cap situation, free agents to try and bolster that team. Uh they may go and draft with their draft pick a young right. quarterback. But Carolina uh, I'm, yeah, I'm Carolina's look- doing something. They're getting ready to make a big move, whether it's in the draft or free agency. They're getting ready for something.
2: And I think they're one of those teams that has like a like a low risk, high reward type, given the fact of their production last year. I mean, they were a team with out, in my opinion, without the best running back in the NFL, um, you know, week in and week out. I mean, Mike Davis did a tremendous job, no doubt, um, filling in for him but missing one of those pieces and then Teddy Bridgewater did a serviceable job for the Carolina Panthers. Of course, um, you know, the results weren't as as expected, but if they do strike out on one of these star quarterbacks, you know, freeing up that cap space does bring in a decent amount of talent to make that team a a, a threat um, right. in the NFC.
0: Wild card threat because they still got to get over Tampa Bay, but uh, they could definitely compete for that wild card and make themselves relevant. Mhm. So gentlemen it has been nearly a month since i've had the privilege and honor of hosting i don't even i forget what number we're on i think this is the fifth the fifth segment fifth or sixth i don't know Uh <clears throat> let me pull up the music i missed my cue music a little bit but we're gonna play a little legend loud. or not loud. turn it down <laughs> oh, oh see, i'm rusty in the volume i'm sorry
2: you gotta like bookmark or not bookmark like write down that's what down. percentage
0: volume you're at
2: so you can put it at that same percentage every time
0: does that sound good yeah that's okay yeah right. it's time to play legend or not please interact with the show think about who you think is a legend or not based on these 10 names um uh, this week we have two unique athletes not just one I don't know why I call them unique athletes. That's not like they're not unique. Like they're, they're all just, athletes, Steve. They are. We're all athletes. We're all human. Um, unless you're Tom Brady, because he might be an alien. But uh, let's get into legend or not. Are you guys ready to play? Yeah. Yes. All right. That's what I like to hear. All right. Sponsored by Around the Wire. We're sponsoring ourselves. Let's get into it. Athlete number one. We're heading to the NFL. Justin actually just mentioned his name a few. Uh, minutes ago Justin Tuck legend or not
1: wow I think that's just fate that uh, I mentioned him a few minutes ago because I'm going to say yes um, at least for his legendary play with the Raiders and on the, the Giants and especially he had his own rule named after him the Tuck rule right oh, yeah. uh, With against Brady in the playoffs but um, part of a couple Super Bowl teams some good playoff teams a solid uh, pass rusher and lineman so yes I will say he's a legend how about you champ I'll go the same way
2: as Justin I don't know I don't know a lot about him however 32. however if he has his own rule named after him that guy there's no question he's not a legend
0: by the way just to let you know two time pro bowler two time Super Bowl champion and has 102 career sacks so I Justin mean, Tuck has had a uh, a pretty damn good career I would say. And he played with the legendary Michael Strahan for a good amount of time in New York. So at
2: first, at first, I thought you were going to say Justin Tucker and I was going to get out of my seat. However, Justin Tuck works.
0: All right. Maybe next time, Chad. Athlete number two, we're heading to the NBA chat. And this one, I, I think this is a little bit of a, this is a tough one, in my opinion. Jamal Crawford, legend or not?
2: Oh, Jay Crossover. Oh, yeah. Jay Crossover. Yeah, he, he's a legend. And I know we, we try to base these things off, um, you know, accolades and such. And, you know, he does not have the hardware to back him up as a legend. How many
0: six-man-of-the-year six awards does this guy have?
2: Other than six-man-of-the-year awards, you know, he doesn't have the, the, the championships compared to other legends that we put up in this status. Um,
0: oh, we lost Chad. Damn it, Justin. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, I think we kind of knew what Chad was saying. He thinks he's a legend. So, Justin, what do you think about Jamal Crawford?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Chad. I just think um, I would put him almost on the same level as like Ginobili as far as being like a six-man shooting guard type. Uh, very good for a long time. I mean, is he still in the league or did he retire? No, I,
0: he came back for the bubble with Brooklyn, and yeah. but I think he's – I think he's retired. Well,
1: okay. Well into his thirties, he was still very good off the bench and a spark plug sport. Okay. So I will say yes.
0: And talk about playing 2k that dude, I'd love to play. I love playing with Jamal Crawford in 2k. So yeah. Just
1: break someone he
0: has the nastiest handles. Oh yeah. Um, so now let's get into athlete number three, three. Hopefully uh Chad can come back with us, Chad. I'm sorry. We lost your connection there, but I think we knew what you were going to say. You think he's a legend? so we'll hit athlete number three and this is a homer in in Cleveland baseball history Sandy Alomar legend or not
1: um yeah I'll say yeah He was part of that legendary 90s team uh great catcher for a while him him and his brother both on the same team were both very good um he's still involved with the organization first base coach um I don't know. I didn't live through the time where he played, but from all the stories, from uh, just things I've heard, I, I know he's one of the best to do it for the, the Indians.
0: Yeah. How about you, yeah. Chad?
1: I agree. I say he
2: before my time. However, stories I've heard from my pops and everything around Indians culture and Indians history uh, backs him up.
0: Finally, shout think. out Chad's dad. What a great guy. Shout out Chad's dad um all right so now athlete number four we're heading back to the nfl and this one uh a little bit shorter career than i thought but he's he was great when he was on the field jamal charles legend or not Hmm. big jamal charles
1: uh, he's out of the university of texas
0: right oh yeah he's a longhorn welcome
1: Hook 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 welcome um Wow. Uh, I won't say he's a legend just because, and I feel like this is the the way it is with a lot of running backs, Uh, they fade really quickly or they get hurt and they're never the same and they only have a few good years. But I do remember being deathly scared of him when he played against the Browns and the first run of the game he took it 80 some yards. He was incredibly fast. I mean, Him and Chris Johnson were in the same lane as far as speed goes. And uh, being a track guy, I always loved the track stars out on the football field. Um, but unfortunately, I will say no due to the fact that he did not last as long as other legendary running backs.
0: Fair enough.
2: Yeah, 100%. I um, definitely agree with you. Given the fact that longevity, I think, is one of the major keys that has to go into this legend or not, um, either debating if they are a legend um, or are not a legend. So uh, if we did a time span, like how, how many years he played, like five, let's say five years, I mean, was he legend for five years? No doubt. However, uh, you know, I agree with Justin, you know. not Didn't last as long as other running backs. So.
0: True. Have a little twinkly end to that one at uh, athletes So now we're hit athlete number five, and we're heading back to the NBA, Chad. And this guy is up for the Hall of Fame next year. Chris Bosch, legend or not.
2: Um, you know, I say I say yes, given the fact that he was a major part in that big three uh that led Miami to back-to-back championships. Um, however, it's a tough one given the fact that. He was one of those guys that kind of got overshadowed with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Uh, But I think – I believe without Chris Bosh, he would not have won – they might have won one, but they would not have won two in Miami. And and he's definitely a big part and a big reason for that. So, for that, I'll go yes.
0: Beaton Johnson.
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to say no on this one just because um, I know he was excellent with the Raptors. And then uh, once he got to Miami, he was still good, um, but he couldn't stay on the court, unfortunately. And uh, some stuff came out later about uh, his blood clots and other health issues and um, sadly ended his career early. But um, I have to say no.
0: I mean, think about those years in Toronto, though. I mean, he was a dominant force, consistent all-star every year. Yeah,
1: he's on the, but he's on the same type of level as, like, Kevin Love being overshadowed with two other superstars on the team. But you
0: did say Kevin Love's a legend. Because
1: he's still playing. And, and well, and Kevin
2: Love was a, a major piece in the Cavs championship. run.
1: Who's Chris Bosh
2: not? Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Is that he has the same impact as Chris, Bo- as Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is that one guy, if you left him off the team – um they wouldn't they wouldn't have gone as
1: far as it did. maybe maybe it was Shane Battier that kept it together
0: remember that that iconic Ray Allen three-pointer doesn't happen without the Chris Bosh offensive rebound so uh don't forget maybe. about that now Justin this one is going to be tough for you to uh say no to okay because athlete number six is Jason Kipnis legend or not
1: <sighs> dude come on it's not hard to say no unfortunately Uh, Uh, I love this guy. I have a plaque right above me right now of Jason Giffness. but uh, in the grand scheme of baseball history, he is not going to go down as one of the best second basemen. Uh, But he will always be one of my favorites Um, being that he was a second baseman for the Indians and uh, was on a world series team. He was great for several years. He was over 90 rated on MLB, the show, uh, (laughs) He hit 300 a couple years. I have his stats on me right now, but uh, he's not on the same level as Pedroia, like we mentioned before. Um But legend in my book, not legend in terms of. I know you guys just hate him for some reason. Whatever. No, no, he's he's no, a no, jerk. no, 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 What are you talking about? I don't hate. Jersey I have kids.
0: inside sources that say he is kind of a jerk.
1: Did you just sign with the Braves? Yep. I have nothing against Kipnis.
2: Steve, you know my answer to this. is a definite 100% no. However, I don't have anything against Kipnis. Um, you know, good-looking good, good looking man. Uh, respectful man on the on the field, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, wasted half my time whenever he went to bat because you had to wait for him to do that stupid stance. However, it's okay
0: if you're hitting over 300. Yeah, all that just to hit 230 for <laughs> much his whole career.
1: Show me when he hit 230, because I'll show you five years where he hit 280, 275, 300, 20 home runs out of your second baseman. You know who else hit over 300 for the Indians?
0: Oh. Lonnie Chisinau. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked Lonnie. Oh, 100%. Thanks.
2: Lonnie was my favorite player on in the Indians at the time. Or Jack Hanahan.
0: Oh, Jason Donald. Oh yeah. Athlete I number have... seven. Athlete number seven is our first uh, non-NFL NBA, NBA MLB player. And this young woman is phenomenal at tennis. Naomi Osaka, legend or not?
2: I mean, I'm going to say yes. If you beat the, in my opinion, the greatest, and I'm going to stick with it. If you beat the greatest t- tennis player of all time, um, twice. you twice, you are already put in that legend, um, uh, legend status. She's got the hardware to back it up. She's no doubt the one of the best women tennis tennis players of all time. And, you know, if any women or if any woman, you know, goes out and and gives a tribute to Kobe, um, you know, legend, legend recognizes legend in my opinion. Justin, how about
0: you? I know you're big into
1: tennis. I'm not a huge tennis guy. Uh, It's on way too early or late, depending on where you are, I guess. But, um, I'll say yes. And here's why Uh, I'll make the comparison. Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. And since then, we're still talking about him as a legend. So if you knock off the greatest of your sport multiple times, you're automatically a legend. Yep.
0: I agree. Um, So now we'll hit our other unique athlete of the week. We'll just get back to back Justin and this one, you have a little more knowledge of this is heading into PGA world. Dustin Johnson, legend or not? I love DJ. He's probably uh, the I mean, prettiest swing. Yeah.
1: Love his swing. Love his follow-through. Love his cool demeanor. Uh love the way he carries himself. I, you know, he married Wayne Gretzky's daughter, which is a, an automatic W. Um oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for him. He won his first masters. I mean, without Tiger being on the field, unfortunately or on the course, unfortunately, um, DJ's become one of my favorites. And um, I think he has a growing resume. And he's only, I think, 35, um, so he's got plenty more years to play some good golf. So I will say he is a legend. He'll he'll add some more
0: majors to his resume. Yeah, you heard it It was Dustin Johnson, yeah. so legend or not.
2: I agree with him with Justin in that um, he's got the hardware. Like we like we, it's not really. I don't know if we view it as a requirement, but it's definitely a helping helping hand in debating for me at least with these legend or not, legend or nots. Uh, right now, arguably, probably the best golfer of the bunch i mean you it's up for debate uh but yeah i agree with justin i mean i watch a very limited amount of golf however i do like watching uh dj play and yeah more more championships in the, in the future for sure for him
0: hmm. athlete number nine we're almost there guys we're almost at the finish line athlete number nine back to the nba again paul gasol legend or not I don't guess guess you want to go or
2: do you want me to go? Um, You can go first. Uh, in my opinion, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I, I do believe Pagasol Gasol is a legend. Uh, However, you know, I don't want to relate to Kobe because this is a singular person that we're talking about. But you can make the debate that Pagasol Gasol was a better, you know, tandem pair with Kobe than Kobe was with Shaq. Uh, Given the fact that not only with playing championships wise, you know, of course we know Shaq and, and Kobe both teamed up together and won many championships on the court. You know, I don't know. I I see him as very similar given the fact that I understand from a basketball playing level, Shaq and Pau Gasol are nowhere, nowhere near, I mean, Shaq's definitely dominant. However, Pau Gasol is one of those guys where you would have to watch in person or live on television to see his impact on the game and his impact to me, in my opinion, kind of matched the way where I saw the, t- I saw the tail ends of Shaq and Kobe, um, but I see Pau Gasol has the same impact with, with Kobe than Sha- as Shaq did as well, a hot take or not, um, but.
0: A steaming hot take in my opinion. I didn't say he's
2: better. I didn't say he's better. I, say he re- I, I said he reminds me of, of the same tandem that they had before. Justin,
0: Pau Gasol, legend or not? I think uh, just
1: to be consistent with my pick for Chris Bosh, I said no for him. I will have to say no again for Pau Gasol um, just because with Chris Bosh and like him... Uh, just being a 16, 18-point-per-game player and winning a couple rings does not warrant you to be a legend, in my opinion. So, um, you got to talk about the bigger picture of legends of basketball history. Uh, I don't think Pau Gasol is on there.
2: However, do you think... Actually, no, it's fine. I was going to say Chad, raise a question you, if you have you a question. You live with that, Chad? No, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. We can go on to the next one.
0: All right, this is the final athlete of the fifth edition of Legend or Not. This one, I'm going to admit, it's controversial. Controversial athlete. And you can judge it based on athletic career or outside. Colin Kaepernick, Legend or Not.
2: Now, yeah, this is a great uh, point to bring up. Are we talking on the field or off the field?
0: I know you just that, said that. you guys decide.
2: Well then, I'll let Justin go first. But pre-warning and precursor, I'm basing mine off the field.
1: Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go on the field uh, first. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll say both. But on the field. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think he was very good for a few years. He took the, the, the Niners team to the Super Bowl. Um, regardless of his off-the-field um, messages and stuff, I was always in the camp that he deserves to be on an NFL franchise. He was definitely one of the 32 best quarterbacks for years after he was out of the league, in my opinion. I still look today at guys like Matt Barkley and guys that are backups that can't throw a ball more than 10 yards, and I think Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is way better than them. Um, and as far as off the field, I think he is a legend um, for, for good or bad, based on whatever you think. But uh, he definitely has brought awareness to issues that need to be talked about. Um, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with everything LeBron says. I don't agree with everything every athlete says. But um, he's definitely well-known and a legend off the field as far as um, athletes voicing their opinions.
2: Yeah, I think he hit the nail right in the head. Um, I'm looking at off the field or on the field, excuse me, to a point where legends and quarterbacks are in NFL history. Um, he's good, but he's not. He's not a legend. Uh, I focus mine on off the field, given the fact that you know his influence, not only as an athlete, but as a social activist. For a guy to step out of his comfort zone, or I would say out of out of the box. And, and go against all social norms at the time um, is something that should be commended for the rest of his life. Uh, you may or may not agree with him, but I mean, that's that's how the world works. We don't have everybody in agreements. I'm looking at his personal, I would say, I would really say accomplishments and achievements off the field. And I'm looking at them as a way where we can progress and step to the next level as a country uh, it's caused a lot of division but it's also caused a lot of unification so i do hope in my opinion i hope more more people um you know speak out towards towards this kind of issue because it's something that that doesn't need to be resolved in america so for that instinct, i will say yeah he is he's a legend
0: off the field well said you too I. uh that was very well handled. Some people, sometimes when you hear that name, they either go off on a tangent for positives or negatives about Colin. Um, yeah, he's definitely made an impact on sports, not not just on the field, but off the field. And uh, we'll be talking about him 50 years from now, 100 years from now, for what he's done. Um, Changing the whole landscape of how athletes interact uh, with people, you know, social justice, and whatnot. So, um, with that, that was the. Th- I hope I'm getting this right with the 5th edition. <laughs> I've lost count, I'll admit. But uh, that was it for this segment of Legend or Not, sponsored by ourselves. Thank you to, thank you you two for playing. Shout out, by the way, to, uh, who is this? Uh, Dr. Sax Love with the free background music, the sound of ocean waves and the jazz music and a smooth jazz saxophone. Thank you so much, Dr. Sax Love.
2: That's a sick name.
0: Oh, yeah. I want that. I want that nickname.
2: Doctor Sex Love, okay, I dig that.
0: Wait, oh, yeah. so uh, yeah, you know what? I'm out of stuff to talk about. You guys have anything else to talk about? I'm out of steam, I'm out of gas. But that's just for tonight, because, ladies and gentlemen, one more thing before we leave, y'all. We have a busy week coming up for you guys. We're going to be producing content for you like crazy the next few days. Uh, on Sunday we will be having a very special guest joining us, talking a little bit about Cleveland Indians baseball. Uh, the, bra- the brackets will come out for March Madness on Sunday night. And then on Monday, we will have a Around the Wire bracket special. Well, we will be filling out a March Madness bracket together, and we will be arguing over who we think will win uh, the games, and we will crown a champion in our opinions. And then next Thursday, a week from today, a week from this airing, I should say, because we'll release it on a Friday. Uh, we will have a very special guest to talk a little more Cleveland Cavalier basketball. And I'm really looking for, I'm looking forward to all our special guests, but this one's going to be really, really special. Uh, so please tune into our next three episodes they are going to be great. They're going to be full of great stuff, great conversations, great people. And uh, make sure you uh, send a direct message and uh, get involved with our charity challenge that we're hosting uh, for uh, I guess we can say it, the Fultz Family Foundation. Uh, it's going to be a great cause that we're donating to. And so we hope you guys get involved and uh, help out as much as you can, uh, if you choose to, no pressure at all. So uh, with that, for Justin, for Chad, and for myself, Steve, we will see you all next time. Please stay safe Wear i mask. We're uh, getting our stimulus checks now and the curve is starting to go down. So life is pretty damn good right now. So uh, please, please continue to stay safe and hug a loved one. And we will see you all next time.